I want to study the past, uh, two couple of passages today, and the title of the message that I want to share with you is Pressing Forward in Unity. We've been talking about how we can press forward and not go backwards during the summer or during the break or on our vacation in our spirituality to thrive and get even better, our faith to just rise up. And I want to talk about the topic of unity and how can we grow in unity and what that means. So let's go to John 17 if you want to open your Bible or your iPhone um, into John 17, and we're going to read from verse 20 to 23. Verse 20 to 23. John 17, 20 to 23. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your glory. And Lord, you have given us your glory. We just read, what a gift. And that gift, that glory is expressed through our oneness. So I pray that you'll advance by your spirit the oneness that we have in our family, in our marriage, in our churches, in the kingdom of God as we come together right now in this moment, Lord. Lord, I renounce every spirit of divisiveness, destruction, stubbornness, but in that place, unity and oneness, harmony and peace, reconciliation to come over all of us so that we may represent you well and give you all the glory. It is in your name I pray. Amen. Unusual oneness extends the kingdom. Oneness that is very unique, unity that is unusual that you can't find in this earth. That is what extends the kingdom. John 17 is what we call high priestly prayer. So if God has called you to be a high priest or intercessory, intercess, intercessor, then you'll find yourself praying this a lot and you won't be surprised. It was a great moment for Jesus Christ to pray this prayer. And if we could give a brief context of the whole chapter, verse 1 to 15 of John 17 is talking about, and Jesus is praying, for himself and the glory of the Father. 예수님 요한복음 17장에서 대제사장의 기도를 하고 계십니다. 근데 그 와중에 기도를 하시면서 자기 자신과 하나님의 영광을 위해서 먼저 기도하십니다. And second of all, he's praying for his immediate 11 disciples or 12. That's verse 9 to 6 to 19. 그다음 기도는 제자들, 바로 앞에 있는 제자들을 위해서 열한 제자님 열두 제자를 위해서 예수님이 기도하십니다. And finally, on the third prayer that he's praying as a high priest, he's praying this. He's praying, he's praying for all believers, which is you and me. So as Christ walked on this earth, there was a prayer that he prayed for you. 예수님께서 세 번째 기도는 제자들 그때 그 땅에 그때 살았던 제자들이 아니라 우리를 위해서 미래에 믿을 사람을 위해 기도했습니다. Man, the prayers that our Lord prayed. He's thinking thousands of years ahead, and I'm going to pray for them. He had you in mind, your face in mind, and this church in mind when he was praying this prayer. 예수님이 예언적으로 대세상적인 기도를 하시는 것입니다. 
And this is verse 20. This is the first line of the third, uh, third stanza of their prayer. I do not ask for these only, the disciples only, not the 12. Lord, Father, I am praying for more than the 12, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. You see that Christ is praying for you and me and your family and your marriage and your children, and this is what he prays for you. That they may all become one. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So there's the A part. Daddy, make them one. I'm going to pray for them. He prayed for you. And one thing that he prayed for is make them one. 하나 되게 하시면 위해서 하나님이 기도하셨습니다. For the purpose of what? 무엇을 위해서 그렇게 기도하게 하셨죠? 왜 그렇게 기도하셨죠? For the glory of the Father. Because he knew that when we become one, God is glorified. When we become truly, uniquely one, that God is glorified. And he repeats himself in verse 23 as well. 23절에 반복하십니다. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved me, loved them, even as you loved me. Two things. When we become one, the world will know that Jesus is Christ. Our unity is our apologetic for the deity of Christ. I'm going to say that again. Our unity is the apologetic of the deity of Christ. How can they be one? The world has to look at us and say, they're so different. How are they family? And then we say, the cross. The cross. And then second of all, that God loves them. The world is wondering if God really truly loves them. You know why they doubt? Because the unity in the body of Jesus Christ is missing. When the unity, oneness of Jesus Christ is missing in our families, in our marriages, the world looks at that and says, I don't know if God really loves. I will say that again. Your marriage is the apologetic for the love of God. Our marriage is how we glorify our Father. How we do family is how we glorify the Father. How we do church and the unity within the body of Jesus Christ is how we glorify the Father. So again, I say, unusual oneness is what extends the kingdom of God. 하나 됨이 하나님의 나라를 번창케 합니다. I want to show you a picture of a beautiful, beautiful child. And me and my wife came to love so much. His name is Logan. <sighs> One of the reasons why we got to know them and love them so much is because they live like five minutes away from us in, in Gainesville. We love them, right? And they live right by Harris Teeter. What a blessing and anointed place that you live in. Goshen of this land, or, or Gainesville. Praise the Lord. And, and, you know, it is often that we go to Harris Theater, or we might not, we just might be passing by. We just might miss them. And we would text them or even knock on the, the, their door sometimes randomly and just, you really shouldn't, but we do. Hey, what are you guys doing? And, and, and like, I don't, know, I don't know if this counts as stalking, but we know when they eat dinner and when they take, go for a walk. 
we know, so we're like, okay, okay, 6.30, okay, almost, almost. They're about, in, in a few minutes, they might take a walk. And we just go in and see them, surprise them. And, I, and, and we, we just came to love, love that family. It's so great. But I've, I've never taken a non-Korean child to a market, just me and my wife. That, that never happened. Could you show a picture of Logan? Oh, there, there he is. So compare his face to my face just for a second. Just compare that for a second. So, and then we went over and we asked him really quickly, hey, Logan, we're on our way to Harris Teeter. Do you want to go with us? Just me and Sarah? And of course, with the approval of the parents, because otherwise it'd be kidnapping, right? <laughs> I love them, but I'm willing to kidnap them, but this just would be sin, so I don't do it. And, and they said, yeah. And Logan said, yes, too. He said, yes. And then he led the way, too. Harry's teeters this way. And he said, let's go this way. And he started to walk that way. And me and my wife, we just followed him. So we just took a stroll in, the, in our whole that, that, the apartment complex. And we took a walk. We say, and we said hello to a lot of dogs and a lot of people. We chased a lot of cats and went to flower fields and different places. And we finally, eventually got to Harry's teeter. We went over, and people just love them just like you're loving them right now. Like, oh, they're so, he's so adorable. Logan's so adorable. And we're playing with the pumpkins and the balloons, and we got him a balloon. It was beautiful. And, and I just started to notice, like, why do people stare? <laughs> Almost everyone at Harris Teeter, they were staring at us. Looked at me, especially me because I was dressed in all black. I think I, was, I just worked out or I was about to work out, so it was all black and probably sunglasses too. The sunglasses, that was, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. I, I get it. I, I, I don't blame them, right? I'm just walking around. They look at me. They look at Logan. And again, look very different. I don't know if you noticed, but I look very Asian. I, I mean, like, you know, you know there are some Asians or, or even, like, some other ethnicity where you're kind of confused. I don't know if he's Asian or maybe East Asian or they could be Latino. Like, you might be confused with some people. Me, you're not confused. You're not confused with me. You're like, he's Asian. Or, you know, just, this is such a segue, but, but fun fact, right? Two, like the first picture that Charles took of me on stage to put on the website, he showed me, he's like, oh, look at Pastor June, look at it. Charles, I know you're listening in there, man, in the booth. It's like, oh, look at this picture, Pastor June. This is such a good picture of you. I looked at it and I said, Charles, you know that my eyes are closed in that picture, right? <laughs> Couldn't tell the difference. Could not tell the difference. I'm very Asian looking, I'm just saying. I can say, you can't, I can't say it. I'm allowed to say it. You're, you don't, you're not allowed to say it. Pastor, is that closed or open? You cannot say that, you're not allowed. I'm allowed, I'm allowed. And the, maybe even four weeks ago, Darian, he was taking, he, I think he just likes taking pictures. So he took one picture of me on stage preaching. First week of um, June, I was preaching, right? Lack to overflow was great. God moved. I was like, praise God. He's like, Pastor, this is such a great picture. He sent it to me. I opened it up. I looked at it. My wife looks at it. Close up. It's like, your eyes are closed again. <laughs> Second guy on the staff to not tell the difference. Okay, back to the story. So I'm, I'm very Asian looking. And everyone in Gainesville in the Harris Theater looking at me, looking at Logan, and saying, I don't know how that works. They're kind of confused. Oh, the baby's cute. This is such an adorable family. Or maybe he's abducted or kidnapped. Should we call the cops right now? They're confused. 
they're confused. They want to know what's going on. They want to have a conversation. I've been to the Harris Theater many times, people. No one struck a conversation with me ever. <laughs> but in that setting, everyone wanted to talk to us. Here's something interesting. Whenever there's an unusual oneness, the world starts to pay attention. And you have to explain, oh, no, no, they're not kidnapped. <laughs> this is family. We just do life together. We just love doing life together. And that's by the grace of God. And we get to love each other's children like our own, though they're different. Oh, and I feel and see that love in your eyes as well. Because, you know, the, the people who served on stage on the praise team, you're so young. One in high school as well, a girl who just sang uh, with, with, it, with you, or is that song, the second song? But you looked at them proud, and you love on them. Did you recognize that that was the Holy Spirit, not yourself? That us to do family like this, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And the world starts to pay attention. How does that work again? Okay, Grace Covenant Church, okay. Latino, Korean, Sterling, D.C. How do you guys, okay, I don't, is that a campus? No, we're one church, really. So, okay, how does that work? Well, you get to explain the cross of Jesus Christ in that there's neither Jews or Greeks, male or female, slave nor masters, all one under the blood of Jesus Christ, unity in a brand new way by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why Christ prayed for you and you, all of us, saying, Lord, Father, Daddy, if I could pray for one thing for them, it's oneness. 하나님 저들 하나 되게 해주십시오. 예수님이 그렇게 기도하셨어요. That's exactly what Jesus prayed for. Francis Schaeffer who were, he, he was a theologian, but also more than that, he was all about community. He said this, Christian community is the final apologetic. Christian community is the final apologetic. 기독교의 결정적인 변증은 커뮤니티다. It's not how smart we are, how powerful we are. Yeah, empowerment of the Holy Spirit, supernatural, pray for that, let's contend for that. But the final apologetic, what Christ prayed for in the high priestly prayer is, Lord, Make them one. Somehow, make them one. Oneness that is unique and different than the world. Let me go a little deeper. Then how do we get there? And the next step that we see this kind of uni unity almost pulled down from heaven. A window of heaven opens up and the Holy Spirit comes in Acts 2. And this kind of unity, brand new unity, starts to come from heaven. Let's go to Acts 2. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, he breaks down every barrier. When the Holy Spirit comes, that's when barriers are truly broken. Let's go to Acts 2. It's verse 3. I want to read verse 3. You know this story, but stay with me. They saw what seemed to be tongues, plural, tongues of fire. So you know this is about language. Tongues of fire that separated. So one message, one God, yet separated and came, on rest, came to rest on each of them. It's linguistical. Holy Spirit coming, new heaven and new earth, symbolizing in this moment, symbolized in this moment. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. So filling of the Holy Spirit, he finally came, great, empowerment, indwelling, great, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. God brought true unity, brand new unity. This is what he said. I know you guys are divided in language or through language or because of language, after Babylon, 
But when the Holy Spirit, my spirit, comes on you, I will break down the barriers of language. Because you think the linguistical difference that you have doesn't allow for unity. And God comes and said, in new heaven and new earth, it won't be about language. It'll be about my spirit. Verse 5, now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. You read furthermore, you find four regions, Babylonian, Syrians, Egyptians, and so many big regions. What is this? Nationalities. They are the diasporas of the Jews. They are from different nationalities. And isn't that what you and I are? We might call ourselves Americans, but we all come from different heritage or culture. The spirit of God breaking the barrier of culture. And finally, verse 11 to 12, Cretans and Arabs, both Jews and converts of Judaism, we hear them declaring the wonder of God in our own tongues. Different ethnicities. When the Spirit of God comes, he breaks the barriers of language, culture, and ethnicity. It's one content through different means. And verse 12, the world Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? And then the gospel goes in. The world is wondering. And then you have to refer to John 17. And and remember why Christ had to say, Lord, I pray for true unity within the body of Jesus Christ. Because that is when the world knows that I am God and I love them. We are the apologetic. How we do unity. When the spirit of God comes, he breaks the barriers. He breaks the barriers. My first personal experience of the spirit of God moving in, the, in that way and supernaturally is uh, when I was an eighth grader. I was living in Hong Kong. I, we moved there at the end of my, um, when I was finishing off fifth grade, so more like when I started sixth grade. So I've been there for maybe three years now. And you know, language, especially when you're at that age, it's not that easy to catch. Well, it's easier to catch, but three years wasn't enough for translation. But I had to, I was called to translate on a mission team uh, called Campus Crusade from Christ, of Christ, coming from Korea. So they're all Koreans. They didn't speak much English or Chinese. And Campus Crusade Christ that was in, in the local of Hong Kong, they came together in joint ministry to evangelize. They wanted to win China and Hong Kong. And I just, I feel like, you know, I guess anyone was welcome because I was only an eighth grader and I didn't, know trans, I didn't know how to translate anything for that matter. I've never done it. And when this is what they asked of me, they made me stay in the middle and said, I'm going to speak Korean. We're on stage. It's like, I'm going to speak Korean. You speak in English. I'm going to speak in Cantonese or Chinese and you're going to speak it in Korean. So I have to now juggle three languages. And I have a hard time praying in Korean just in one language nor speaking or preaching. They want me to translate prayers and and sermons and announcements. Let me tell you, it was chaotic. Like, I said this. I said 6 o'clock. Why are they coming at 8 o'clock? Because of me. I said, that was the kitchen and this is the restroom. Why are they going into? This is because of me. It was was chaotic, I'm telling you. And, And because I couldn't do it and everyone knew, what I started to do is I'll just make stuff up. And this person would say something like, oh, which meant like God loves you and this land God is moving in this. I would just make stuff up like, God is good, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And they'll all be like, amen, hallelujah. 
the soil was good. Not the seed, but the soil was good. And I was, it was kind of like I was getting my momentum. It was kind of fun. I would just make stuff up. I would just make stuff up. You never should in interpretation or preaching, but I did. I, I was way too young. I didn't have, it would speak something. So last night, we're having a testimony night. And this Chinese person, he came, a brother came and he started to share about how he got to, how God provided for him, this house that we were meeting. And he was sharing his testimony, the goodness of God. I had no idea what he was saying, honestly. He, his Chinese was harder to understand than others, so I was just making stuff up. Maybe 30 minutes into making stuff up, just like that. I understood in my mind what he said for the last 30 minutes. I just knew what he was saying. I didn't hear it. I just knew what he was saying. And then I had to apologize to everyone in that setting and say, hey, I, I just have to apologize. You probably noticed, but I was making stuff up. I can't fully comprehend. But let me tell you what this guy has been sharing for the last 30 minutes. And I just started to share what God was saying. And just God moved. You know, I, I grew up in church, but I didn't believe in God truly or Christ for that matter. No personal relationship. Didn't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Didn't believe in anything. That night, I couldn't go to bed. I couldn't go to sleep. I, what just happened? I don't believe in God. What just happened? And I know that wasn't me. But I understood everything he said. I couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep. Could not fall asleep. And that night, Lord met me and said, because I'm in you, I'm going to work through you. I'm going to speak to the nations through you. And I knew, okay, my first pulpit experience was first made up, so I should never do that. <laughs> and I lied, and I should never do that. But I know even though I was such a sinner and I was broken and I had nothing to give, the Holy Spirit moved through me because he can make the rocks cry out. I was simply that rock in that place. Some of us were wondering, because you're speaking English to your child and he or she speaks the same language, but you cannot get your heart to him. That child is just, you cannot get your heart to him. He just doesn't get you. And yet as a parent, you're just like, God, how, how do I make him understand? H how do I? Stop trying. Ask for the Holy Spirit to speak through you or in him. Make him understand. When the Holy Spirit comes, he breaks every barriers. You've been married for a long time or maybe you just got married. You are saying one thing. Man, truly she is from Venus. She does not understand me, you're thinking. And the Lord is saying that might be true, but this is what I would say. The Holy Spirit can break through the barriers or the differences that you feel. For that matter, Koreans, Latinos, Americans, all of us, every barrier that we have, I believe in full assurance of faith that the Holy Spirit can break down the barriers. Language, culture, ethnicity, may the Lord work within us. That's what we see in Acts 2. That's what we see in Acts 2. My first day at Grace, I was hired, knowing that I was, we were going to come plant a church. Came in. A um, couple of ladies came with us. A um, couple of kind of like a older generation who wanted to love on us and pray for us. And two ladies who devoted their lives, almost, one for short, just devoted fully, like Anna, just to prayer and just being in the house of God. 
She just prayed. That's, that's all she did. She just prayed. And now, okay, she ate too, and she went to sleep too. But some nights she wouldn't go to sleep or eat. So really, literally, all she did was prayer for her entire life. And then she retired after prayer or being in ministry of prayer. The other lady too, she, she, I think one of them might be in this room. But she just prayed. She just, she's a woman of prayer. They came. Um, interestingly enough, it was my first day, on a first Sunday at Grace, and Lou, who was, who was leading admin, texted me and said, hey, you got to come and say hi to all the elders. That's such a great first day. <laughs> Scared enough, but thank you for making it worse, Lou. <laughs> so I walk over to the green room, and I, th- I believe it was Elder Roy. This is what he said. Two ladies came with you. They're warriors of prayer. I smell a fragrance of prayer. Please relate to them that they're very welcomed and they ought to stay. And I asked him, because they are known for their prayer. I asked him, Elder, nice to meet you, by the way, but thank you for welcoming me as well, but this is what I would say. Um, Do you know them? Do you know them, Elder? And he was like, nope, never met them. But I smell the fragrance of prayer. The Spirit of God, right? Those ladies didn't speak a word of English verbally. They might understand you, but I didn't, never heard them speak English. Never met him, but he, Elder Roy said, I see you, I see the prayer that is in your life, and you're welcome because we operate in the same Holy Spirit. The world is right now trying to figure out unity, aren't they? How can, I, how can we unify different ethnicity, different language, different culture? And what do we do? Do we become like a Singapore model? What, what do we do? Like everyone's wondering, everyone's doing research, right? But don't we have the answer already in Acts 2 and Luke 7.15 or John 7.15? Spirit of Jesus Christ coming on us, breaking. Let's pray that I'm going to lead you into a moment of prayer a, mo- a few, few minutes later breaking the barriers within our minds first and our spirit just like peter peter said lord I-, I cannot reach out to the gentiles not them lord oh no not them and christ says no i love them too holy spirit comes on them as well the spirit of jesus christ breaks down all the barriers let me give you two applications that i would love to give from the scripture number one let's greet each other in love this might seem simple enough, but let me break the, allow me to break the barriers with the scripture. We're now three congregation in one building, and we run into each other just like in this moment. But sometimes you wonder, is it right in Korean culture to say hi? Do I say hi to that Latino church pastor? Yes, yes, and yes. First Peter, this is biblical, 5.14. Greet one another. If you're the body of Jesus Christ, the oneness, greet one another. Now, the latter part, I don't really know. Greet one another, A, B, with a kiss of love. So that's not an application. <laughs> Please do not go around kissing people in this building. Oh, the pastor says, no, 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 no. It's culturally contextualized. We got to contextualize it, right? It could be a handshaking or dabbing or it could be omo, whatever it might be for you. That just means love. Greet one another with love. I know it takes time. But it's gotta, we got to have to break the awkwardness, the barrier. It's okay. Let's say hello to So in that moment, touch your neighbor and say, hello. Come on, greet each other in love. With love, greet each other. Especially the person that you didn't say hi to. Praise God. Look at you guys. Come on, family. Come on. So good. 
I just saw, you didn't get to see it, but I just saw multiple pe- people reaching out to people that they didn't say hi to. Different ethnicities just saying hi and greeting each other. That is biblical, the Bible in action right now. Small step of obedience towards oneness. Praise God for you, thank you. Second step, this is a little harder. Prayer of repentance. We gotta pray. We gotta pray. I'm not gonna study the verse deep, but Romans 2, 5, and 8 talks about stubbornness of the heart and divisiveness within the body of Jesus Christ. Hear me. The spirit of racism is the spirit of stubbornness. I'll say that again. The spirit of racism is a full expression of spirit of stubbornness. You find a person who's not for unity in their expression and who they are, you find them stubborn in their spirit. But you and I, because of this house and what the fathers and the first generation has said, and there's no spirit of racism in this house, but the spirit of stubbornness is always lingering and lurking in your heart and in my heart as well. How do you know if, if some areas in my heart or your heart is stubborn? The area that the Holy Spirit stopped speaking, stopped speaking, that's the area that we're stubborn in. Because the Spirit of God stops speaking once you stop listening. Once you stop and I stop welcoming the word, then he said, okay, I guess that area, we're not talking about it. I love you, but I just need to wait on you. And, and, and the word, Ezekiel 36, 26, and this is a promise that came, but that will continue to come. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. Not a better spirit, not a better heart, but a new heart and a new spirit in you. That's the promise. And not us trying, but him giving, just like in Acts 2. And I will remove, this is key, remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you heart of flesh or in other translation, or the, or the Hebrew word, agileness or softness. Heart that is not stubborn. Heart that can be mended by God. That is soft. That is agile before the Lord. That's what you and I need to pray for. St. Augustine, at the end of his life, though he was a tremendous, amazing man of God, he wrote a book called Retractions. You know why? Because the Spirit of God continued to move within him. Though he stood in certain topics very clearly and, and strongly, this is what he said at the end of his life. These are a few things that I said. I got to retract because I was wrong. He was more moldable before God. Moldable before God. Um, we don't have time for a song, so Jacob, why don't you come out because I'm going to lead people into a moment of prayer and we're going to finish. Let me, sh- let me, let me um, finish by sharing this story. I grew up in a church um, that was always mono-ethnic, meaning just Korean. Yeah, I had some moments where it was multi-ethnic. I did grow up in Hong Kong in my spiritual life. but um, And this is the struggle, and this is the kind of prayer that I had. As I was mentoring and leading Next Generation, this is what I saw. This is the challenge that I had. Hey, let's go out and win the world. Let's win. Let's extend the kingdom of God. Go bring your friends they are lost and bring them to the kingdom of God. And a lot of them, they, they respond to the word of God. They're passionate about it. And they started to bring people to church. It was great. Next generation in, 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 in tens and hundreds. It was an amazing moment. And then you know what ran out? Koreans ran out in this. They said, Pastor, I don't have Korean friends anymore. What, what do I do? Can I bring that non-Korean friend to this Korean church? And I said, of course you can. Please do. 
And then I notice something that is deeper. A systematic dichotomy in our lives. Please hear me. When we don't do church like this, it's not just us. The next generation grew up in a system, hear me, where they do life with everyone from Monday to Friday in their natural or work life. But in spiritual life, they go, in my spiritual family, we don't do unity. So there's a dichotomy in their lives. Oh yeah, I work there, that's the world, but I cannot win them. It's a systematic issue. You don't blame a systematic issue on the next generation and say, hey, why are you so divided when we have created a setting that is divided already? Because they grew up in that field that you and I created. So this is not just about you and in this moment, we're talking about 100 years down the road, 50 years down the road. What does Korean church look like? What does Latino church look like? What does black, white church look like? And what do they feel our sons and daughters in 50 years? This is not just about how how we do church here. It's about us changing the whole system with every might we got in our generation saying, we got to do something different, closer to unity, closer to unusual unity, as God has promised, the Christ has prayed for us. And when the world sees that, man, there's a unity in your everyday Thank you, Holy Spirit. As you came down in Acts 2, like tongues of fire, you landed on everyone, separated. And everyone, every man and woman speaking different language from different ethnicity and different culture and different nationality, they could understand the message of gospel, Jesus, one message through their own tongue because the Spirit of God came. So why don't we pray? Would you pray with me? Let's take a couple of minutes just to pray. If you pray in the Spirit, please do pray in your spirit right now. This is the moment for it. Let's just pray. God, we pray for unity. Would you stand with me rather? Stand with me. Come on. Let's stand as one. We're just going to pray. Lord, we pray for an unusual unity in this house. Let's move forward, press forward in unity that we have inherited. And let's go further and faster because of the grace of God. Come on, pray that out in your spirit. Come on, let's pray together. Lord, we ask for the unity, Lord Jesus. Lord, Lord, would you move within our church? Would you move? Come on, stretch out your faith. Pray out, pray out, pray out for the sake of next generation for you as well. Ask for God, break the barriers, whatever barriers that you might have in your family. Come on, pray for them. Pray for them. You've been trying and working hard enough. God is saying, you pray, my spirit will move in your son's heart. You pray, I will move in your wife's heart. You pray, I'll move in your husband's heart. You pray, I'll move in your father's heart. Come on, pray that out. Unity, unusual unity for your prayer family. Oh, Lord Jesus, move within us, Lord Jesus, Lord. Oh, as we pray, Lord, in this, in this unity of prayer, let it be a sweet aroma rising to your throne. Holy Spirit, let, let our prayers, let our hearts be received. Receive, receive, Lord Jesus. Move within us, Lord. Move within us, Holy Spirit. Oh, that faith, brand new faith for a new unity. Rise up within this house, Lord. Pressing forward in unity, Lord. Let unity rise up in a whole new level. Come, come, Holy Spirit, and move within us, Lord. Let me pray. Father, Father, fully submit and acknowledge that we cannot do unity without your spirit completely acknowledge that with our spouse with our children with our leadership at our workplace at our business in that company 
can't do it. In our church, we can't. So we go to on our knees saying, God, we need the Spirit of God, new heart, new mind, united in one love, one heart, one Spirit of God, one Lord, one God, one Father, one Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ who overcame all. In the name of Jesus Christ that unifies all. In the name of Jesus Christ that breaks every barriers that we see in this country. In the past, in the present, in the future. In that name, I renounce the spirit of divisiveness. And in that place, Holy Spirit, come and fill us anew so we could press forward into a spirit of unity and oneness that is new, Lord Jesus, Lord. That is not just formality or uniformity, but truly in the spirit and heart, loving each other in a deep way, Lord. Holy Spirit, continue to move in this house so that we may represent you well and give you all the glory so the city knows that you love them and that you are the Christ. It is in your name I pray. Amen.